I hear people all the time struggling with posing. So I know that there's such a need for this, having studied it so intently for so long, and it has always come natural to me. I knew how to make little tweaks when a base pose for somebody wasn't working. I knew it was just like the twitch of a shoulder or let's shift the weight this way because everybody is a different size, weight, shape, height, level of mobility. Most people have asymmetric features on their face. Sometimes people want to part their hair on the left. So sometimes like opening their face up this way is the better option than this side. So there's so many different factors that go into finding each person's best angle. And that's different for everybody. So there are like the base technical stuff to learn. And then once you really start working with different people of different body types and features and things like that, you really start to see very quickly how to switch up a pose that is going to really work for this person. Welcome to the Juicy CEO Podcast. Listen, it's time to give you some hard truths, so sit up and pay attention. If you don't know how to stand out online today, you have already lost. In order to create credibility, influence, and real staying power, you have to build a personal brand with some juice. So join me, personal brand strategist, coach, and breast cancer survivor, Monique Bryan, each Wednesday morning as I teach you all the tips and tricks I use to build my six-figure brand while in remission. It's time for you to get to that juicy CEO status by learning from some badass women in business who've been where you are, showing you that juicy CEOs are made, not born. So sit back, relax, And let's get ready to get into the juice. Hello, my lovelies. Welcome to another juicy episode. You guys are going to be in for a super delicious treat today because I have a special guest with a unique skill. And it's one of those things that I've been dying to talk about, learn more about. And there aren't that many people I know who actually specialize in this. And I am talking about posing for the camera. Now, listen, you guys know I love me a good photo, but it is one of the things that my clients dread the most, getting in front of the camera. What the heck do we do? So my guest today is going to be talking all about that and more. So let me introduce you to this badass woman in business. Carrie Roseman is a fine art photographer, posing coach, photography mentor, and online course creator. At 17 years into her portrait career, Carrie's goal is to take her pose coaching to a worldwide audience so photographers everywhere can learn the technical aspects of posing in the easiest way possible to increase their bottom line. As an artist, Carrie works with clients who are on a personal growth journey and she creates legacy artwork for their walls and their brands. Her specialty is creating authentic photogenic imagery for awesome humans who dare to take up space and are noisy while doing so. Hello! Welcome this badass portrait photographer on a mission to show you your badassness. Welcome, Carrie! Oh, that was such a fabulous intro, Monique. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you. We became fast friends. We were introduced by our own coach. Like, we have a business coach, and she was like, you really need to meet this, you need to meet Carrie. And she put us together on Voxer. And we had such a great conversation. I remember your energy and your vibe was such a match for me right out the gate. And I had like filed you away in my mind. I was like, okay, I know exactly what I want. 
to do with this beauty. So I will bring it up to her later. And definitely first things first is I needed to have her on the podcast because you dabble, not dabble, you are an expert in an area that I dabble in when in terms when it comes to like posing. And I was like, there's such an art form to it. And I have downloaded your course. So I got to see a lot of what you do, which is really amazing. But I, it was so funny because when I was reading your about where you said, you know, you think you like you were a rock star, like in like another life, you always wanted to be a rock star. And when I see your photography, like your own like photos, I think of you as such a rock star. I was like, she totally is a rock star. I could see her singing. I could see you with a really funky guitar. Like you just have like that look. You've got the hair. I don't know. You may not sing, but I definitely think you're a rock star in my world. So we became fast friends and I can't wait for you to tell us all of the great things that you teach, you do all of your ideas around branding. But talk to me, like, what had you get into this field to begin with? I know you have a long history. You've pivoted. You've tried things, which is what I love about you, too. You were never afraid to take a risk and try new things. But like, you are a true artist. I've seen your stuff. Like, this is really fascinating. So how did you get into it? Thank you so much, Monique. Yeah, I call it the process of elimination route because I did try a lot of things. I ended up going to college three times really to try to find myself. No one in my immediate family was an entrepreneur, but I always had the entrepreneur spirit. I originally thought I wanted to be a jewelry designer. Oh my Um, God. So, you know, that's how we connect. Like Monique was one and she was like, no, this isn't it either. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, but of course I still love like beautiful jewelry and beautiful things and aesthetics and all the things. But like to make a long story short, I went to school for business admin right after high school. It wasn't really a choice in my family to not go to college. And I kind of hate saying you don't have a choice. But when you're 18 and you're like, either I get kicked out or I can have some help and go to college, like you pick going to college. So I was an athlete and I just I went to school basically because I wanted to play softball. And then I picked business admin at the last minute. They didn't teach me anything about entrepreneurship there. So I was like, okay, whatever. I continued to work in the service industry, waiting tables and bartending after I got my college degree. And then three years later, I decided to up and move to New York City and go back to school at the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York. And I went for jewelry design. That was kind of my ticket and excuse to go to New York. And I I like that you mentioned something about risk aversion. Because I am definitely one of the more risk averse people that you might meet because I always loved the energy of New York and I just needed some excuse to get there. I knew that 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 was my next step. So I applied to school for jewelry design. I got it and I was like, peace out, Connecticut. (laughs) So I just like up and went. The decision was made so fast. And then after jewelry, I was like, well, I don't want to do that. (laughs) And I had been studying photography the first two times I went to college. And both times those professors were like, you have a really interesting eye. I think you should explore that. And both times I I said, you know, I'm I'm really busy, whatever. And then it just kind of came up that I was actually doing photo shoots on my own already. And I had started working with hair and makeup people and working with models. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm obviously doing this already. I think I need to do this. So then I went back to school again for photography. And this was the adventure that I had in my in my 20s, right? So I'm glad I upped and moved to New York and did that like kind of by the seat of my pants in my 20s. I would do it much differently in my 40s now. <laughs> I think that's, that's the thing about, I, I look back and I'm like, because I just had a birthday and and you have a birthday coming yeah, t- up as Tuesday, well, right? Yep, yep. The Aquariuses are in the house. We are, we are. Um, hello, hello. We're special humans. But it's so funny because I was looking back at my journey for like to getting here and just looking at my 20s and just how 
easy it was to take risks. Like it was not even a, it was like, this is happening. Like this isn't working. So I'm going to go and do this or I'm going to move to a new city. Like same, same thing. I didn't move to New York. I moved to Montreal within Canada, but like I went to London, England and like all of those things. Like it was just like this, this fire and just like, just everything's going to be fine. We're going to figure it out. Like I was also a waitress, like all those things. Like it's just so interesting. And now looking back and I was like, if I could go back, but with the wisdom I have now, I'm a freaking trillionaire. Well, we would have started Instagram <laughs> early. We would have invested in Bitcoin and, you know, yeah. Apple and all this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would have been the first one on, I would have stayed on Pinterest. Like, so many things. I would have kept my blog. Like I would have continued. Like I hear about people who've had their blog forever and they're making all of this passive. I was like, I had a blog. I had a YouTube channel, everything. I was like, I would have been super smart. So I just love that we were both on that same page. We're just like, we just took those risks and we just followed our creative juices. And then you discovered I'm already doing the thing that I was meant to be doing because it's just like a natural thing that came to you. But I, when I think of So you actually do the photography where I do more like creative direction. But when I think of like the clients that come in and I'm sure you deal with this where like they come in and they're shy and they're not ready and they they sit in the makeup chair and they're like, okay, I don't really want to do it, but I know I need to do it. And then they get their makeup on and then they start feeling a little bit more confident and then they get the outfit on and they're feeling a little better. But like for me, the transformation is such a big part of why I love to do it. But so I would just love to know, like, what's your experience with like, because you're like, right in it with them, you know, telling them exactly what to do, when to do it. Tell me about some of the, some of the, some of the issues, the the hangups that people have and like the transformations that happen. Oh my goodness. This is a great question. And certainly something that had helped me hone my process throughout. And that's something that's very comforting for the clients that I have is I tell them, I hold your hand through the entire experience from the initial planning. And then we're going to have a wardrobe consult and I'm going to help you plan your outfits. And If you don't have anything like completely amazing in your closet, we have a studio wardrobe and we can always also get outfits for your shoot, you know, and then we have hair and makeup. And then I tell them, like, when you get on set, I'm going to coach you through how to hold your body and everything like so I got you on every single step. And then afterwards, we go through the pictures together and I help you pick out the best ones for the variety for the collection that you need. So in honing that sort of process, people feel really taken care of because if you're just like, oh yeah, Sally, I'll meet you at Friday at two and I don't talk to you about anything. I don't know what's going on in your life, why you're having these pictures. Have you ever been photographed before? Do you have hangups? What can I soothe you in in the moment? And then obviously I'm reading the room. Like you, Monique, I have very big energy. But if I have somebody who is more shy and a little timid and it's taking a little longer. Obviously, I'm not going to come at them with like my rah rah like energy. Right. I'm We're gonna, not coming at a 20. <laughs> yeah. I'm I tone it coming down. At like an eight. <laughs> yes. Yeah. More more <laughs> to like an eight. And I'm sure that you obviously do this in your brand. You're working with like women on the rise on the up level, really trying to define what they're trying to do. Same thing for me. That's why it was so important for me to cite that I work with people who are on a personal growth journey because they have done so much work on themselves that they're ready to see themselves in a new way. They're ready to reconnect with a part of themselves that maybe they had forgotten or lost. They're ready to see themselves as the face of their brand. They're ready to step into their next level. And in doing so, bringing out that inner beauty 
and creating authentic portraits of them that they love. They see themselves at their next level. And then these photographs are the reminder of that to keep showing up, up that way. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's very well thought out. Like there's been a lot of time earlier in my career before I really kind of honed in on that part of my ideal client avatar that they're on a personal growth journey where people would want what I did. They wanted pretty photos, but they just had such a loud negative self voice that they couldn't even see their beauty, even though these like photographs were amazing and it's heartbreaking in the moment. And it's like, it's more me heartbroken for the client who can't step into that. Mm -hmm. It's not like, and of course I want to sell the photos. Like, obviously that that's what I'm doing. But if somebody can't even get over like their little hangups to realize like nobody else is paying attention to that stuff, like Nobody cares if you gain weight. Nobody cares if your hair is gray. Nobody cares if like, mm. if, if like XYZ things, if your nose is a little crooked or whatever people have their hangups about their physical presentation. It's more like, let's capture the energy of who you are. And that's really what people are connecting with. Like, of course, we all have little things that we nitpick about ourselves, but the women and men that I'm attracting into my brand are people who are just like, okay, yeah, some of this stuff bothers me, but I'm still ready to go forward and like do this thing. I love that. Just like, I love how you just like really just hit the like the nail on the head around like they're capturing their energy in a photo. And I think that's something that is gets so lost and people don't understand. Pretty pictures are not about your physical appearance. They're not. Oh my God. You, we know it's like you can read someone and feel them and love them and all of their greatness through the energy that's being like push through in a photo in a photo and that's what I love about it and it's it is it's something that you have to remind your clients of to remind people of and I just love also just like like you said like being able to capture it and like have it for later because we don't always feel our our highest energy and most amazing and we don't always have a makeup artist on call and you know, our first outfit, our best outfit, but you know, you can go back. I I just love being able to go back and look at photos and be like, oh yeah, but I look so amazing that day. And then I can totally bring myself back to that space. I mean, that's why I love brand photography so much. I'm like, it can just like a picture's worth a thousand words. It's not just a cliche. It's a thing. It's a real thing, people. Well, I have something really cool to say about this, actually. That's why they call it like capturing the moment, whether it's for your brand or a life event or whatever. Like I just like people need to be in photos, selfies, Get photographed with your family, whatever it is, it's important. So my husband and I have been watching this show called Boonies. It's a National Geographic show, and it's about people who are living off the grid. And two two of these people, this guy, he literally mm-hmm. is like a pioneer out in the mountains in the wilderness and hunts and fishes and lives in a tent and like the whole thing. One of the physical possessions he has are photographs. Same thing with this other guy who lives in a cave. Like his literally lives under like in the cave system out like in the in Washington or something he his wife died a few years ago and what does he have he has no other physical possessions but he has a photo of her and I'm like see these things are not Mm -hmm. only like in the space that we're in important for your brand and to have people like everybody's first connection with you is online now so showing up as you are having current photos photos Mm -hmm. you love of yourself is their first connection, but it's also for us to recall these moments and to keep showing up. It's for our legacy and for our, for our brands and, and other things that we love and, and want to connect. So it's, it's not separated. 
these things aren't, they're not mutually exclusive. Like it's, it all kind of works together. So I think I just wanted to make that point. No, a hundred percent. I love how you talk about legacy. And just because we were talking about like our journey from like twenties to like now, because my, my social media team was recently being like, you know, Monique, we need to do a reintroduce you post. And you had all these different lives before. Do you have photos to tell us, tell the story? And I had to go back and really hunt. And it took me down like this memory lane. And it was so like amazing just because I was like, wow, look how far you've come, right? Like, and we forget we're so in the hustle and of the next that without the photography, I wouldn't have those same feelings attached. Like we have our memories, our memory will go one day. That's just what it is. But the photography will stay forever, right? And I always think if I was going to be on a desert, a deserted island, what would I take with me? I would take my phone with all my photos, but if I have to plug it in, then it needs to be physical photos. Absolutely. I definitely. Yep. People's houses burn down and they grab the photos if they can. When somebody dies, the first thing they look for are the photos of that person. Like, I can't tell you how many times people have reached out to me and they keep putting it off and they keep putting it off. Like this happened with two different people. They actually ended up passing away before they got photographed. And then, of course, obviously, like my heart goes out and but I see all the posts on Facebook. Do you have any pictures of my person? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, I wish they just made some time to like get in the studio. But, you know, it's not my job to drag somebody kicking and screaming to be photographed. People really have to step into that and meet me in the middle. Like, that's kind of how I feel like when I go get photographed, too. It's like, I don't want somebody to like have to convince me. Like, yes, yes. there's a little trepidation. Of course, we all have these like things going on in our lives. It's it's about making time, making things a priority. And especially when we're talking about branding and, and headshots and business, like headshots need to be up- updated at least once a year. Like, hello, people. Like, I say it all the time. Minimum. Like, <laughs> people need, you need current photos of yourself. It's just like, I, I cannot stress that enough. <laughs> if you don't and you're a realtor and you're using a photo from 10 years ago, it's almost like the first thing you're doing is lying to the people who are coming to you. <laughs> like really though, because we are like making decisions. I-, I was saying this just yesterday on this workshop. I was like, you know, I got this intake from somebody, you know, they were ready to have this call. The photo that they had was 10 years old. And when they showed up to the to the meeting, it's not like it was wrong. I just felt like I was speaking to somebody else. Like I just couldn't connect now the two people because we have like these expectations of something and then someone else shows up and you're like, what happened now? Who are you? (laughs) I was like, I don't know you. Right. And that's what happens when we don't have updated headshots. So I'm so glad that you brought up that point. Hello, my lovelies. I hope you're listening closely because I'm about to come through with the juiciest of announcements. I don't know about you, but I am so sick and tired of Zoom learning and virtual connections. That is why I am so excited to announce that we have just opened applications for 25 badass women in business to join us in Miami in 2022 for the very first ever Momentum Personal Branding and Business Retreat. Yes, you heard me right. We go into Miami. But first, let's get something straight. This is not a rah-rah retreat or a conference. Momentum is a personal brand building experience. It's a three and a half day hands-on training where we get to work. I am partnering with some of the top 
experts in the game. I'm talking marketing, social media, PR, intellectual property, branding. And over the weekend together, we are going to show you how to position yourself as a captivating industry leader who gets those premium paying clients and aligns speaking opportunities without a huge following or hiring an expensive PR team. Basically, we about to bust your personal brand into the next stratosphere. Plus, you're going to enjoy a luxe venue with Miami vibes, get that decadent swag bag filled with pampering and business goodies, pose for a stack of juicy new lifestyle headshots, and of course, mouthwatering eats and treats that demand to be shown over on the gram. My favorite part is I've created the juiciest personal brand playbook that you're going to be able to fill out on the spot. So when you leave, you are ready to implement with strategy, confidence, and ease. So if you've been waiting for a sign that it's time to level up your presence and unleash your industry expertise, then this is the invitation that you have been waiting for. So here's the thing. We have limited spots available because we want to create this curated experience for every Every single one of you who get into that room. So once the spots are gone, they be gone. So if you know you want to be there, just visit bit.ly forward slash momentum retreat. Now let's get into the episode. Let's talk about the why a lot of people are avoiding getting headshots and all of these things because they don't know what the heck to do in front of the camera. And this is where you come in with all of your juice. So why did you First of all, why did you even get into making posing as like a really important piece that you come out here and talk about from the, from the rooftops? Like what's what what have, what have you been seeing that you're like, listen, these people need an expert to come in and be like the photographers need it so their clients can show up properly. So in my industry, in the spaces that I'm in, like connected to my colleagues, I hear people all the time struggling with posing. So I know that there's such a need for this and me having studied it so intently for so long and it has always come natural to me. But then when I really learned the technical part of it, I knew how to make little tweaks when a base pose for somebody wasn't working. I knew it was just like the twitch of a shoulder or let's shift the weight this way because everybody is a different size, weight, shape, height, level of mobility. Most people have asymmetric features on their face. Sometimes people want to part their hair on the left. So sometimes like opening their face up this way is the better option than this side. Like, so there's so many different factors that go into finding each person's best angle. And that's different for everybody. So there are like the base technical stuff to learn And then once you really start working with different people of different body types and features and things like that, you really start to see very quickly how to switch up a pose that is going to really work for this person. So I was seeing all of these photos come up in my feed and I'm just like, oh, this pose would have been better if they just did this. This pose would have would have been more effective if they just had their client do this. And it's not that the photos were bad. I just know how to help people to make it better. <laughs> take it up. Take it up. Yeah. You just know how to take it up a notch. Yeah. And it's clients who aren't used to being in front of the camera mostly have no idea about physical body position. 
and what to do. Like that is one of the biggest fears I hear a lot. I'm not photogenic. What does that translate to? I don't know how to hold my body. <laughs> so it's like mm. not being photogenic isn't a thing. Everybody's a photo. Everybody's photogenic. Everybody can have a great picture of themselves that they like. The key is working with somebody who knows how to extract that and put somebody in the right position because great photography has everything to do with lighting, styling, like energy and attitude, connection, as well as the posing. And I really do believe that posing is the biggest part because you could put somebody in a paper sack, but if they're posed great, the photo's still going to be good. Look at all those models. Look at all the models. If if anyone buys magazines anymore, but like literally some of them you could put in a, in a paper sack and, and it would be like, they could just strike a pose and you're like, damn, I want that sack. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> and it was, it was the feedback, the consistent feedback I've gotten throughout my entire career. Oh, Carrie, I love how you just get in here and show me how to do it. It's physically like, and this part is really fun, like, especially when I'm photographing boudoir and I'm like, okay, so you're just going to lay down like this and put your legs up like this. And we're going to have our like, you know, our arms up like this. And then you're going to smell your armpit and it's going to look all sexy. Like, because those little kind of keys like that, when you're telling somebody to do one action, actually look different <laughs> on camera, but there's all these little tweaks and stuff and people end up having a great time because I get in there with them. I show them I'm on their team and that it's not scary. One of the comments I do get a lot, though, especially for boudoir when we're in kind of like positions where we're really trying to bop a hip and like get all the curves that we can is people are like, wow, I'm a little bit sore. And I'm like, yeah, sorry, I didn't tell you you're going to do a bunch of yoga today. But like, it's all good. You don't have to go to the gym now, you know, <laughs> because there is a bit of holding position sometimes. And people do, they're just like, oh, I didn't know that muscle was there. <laughs> you were like tapping into all these things. And it's interesting because sometimes, a lot of the times the things that feel awkward actually look really good you know, on camera. And that's, and that's essentially what you're, what you're trying to teach. So I know you can't physically get in it with people right now, but are there any tips that if anyone is like listening, like, listen, we're going to talk about how you actually can get these tips in real life in a minute. But like, if anybody was listening and they're thinking about doing their shoot, are there some like very basic things that you would want to like point out to them like right now to pay attention to? Like already I'm just thinking about like one being posture right? Like we all slouch. It's just a natural, like we don't all have abs of steel. We weren't all in their perfect school or whatever. And then I always think about like my neck, like I'm always yes. like, how do I make my neck longer and elongated? So those are just my own tips, guys. There you go. Those are free. So, three, three <laughs> verbal quick tips. The number, number, number one, if it bends, bend it. <laughs> so elbows, hips, knees, like we've got all of these things. If it bends, bend it. I'm glad that you said something about posture. She's voguing now. I know you all can't. Yeah, I mean, nobody can even see me. Voguing. I can, we're on Zoom and I can see her. But yes, I'm glad that you mentioned posture because this is so huge. Shoulders back, you know, and then when I tell people to, I want them to bend forward, I have them shoulders back and hinge. I call, I call it hinging at the waist. So your posture remains the same but you're just tilting forward like a little teapot. Because sometimes if you're just like, oh, bend forward, people do this and they sink their shoulders. We want the shoulders back and just tilt. The other one, I'm glad that you mentioned chin because this is really important. And I'm wearing a turtleneck, but and I know you can see me, so I'm just going to demo this. You want to push your chin forward. So it's just like literally 
your head on the same plane as the floor forward, not up. Sometimes when I say push your chin forward, people go like this <laughs> and they just like, they kind of tilt their head back. That's not what I mean. It's just, it. we call it turtling, like push your chin forward, turtle forward. That usually kind of gets that picture in there real quick. And, you know, some people at first are like, oh, that feels so weird. And I'm like, but it elongates the neck and it looks really great because especially when we're trying to get smiley photos or you're laughing or something, we sink back. We go like this and yes. then we cause like sometimes triple neck, du- double, triple double neck, chins, triple face. chins that we don't actually have. <laughs> or if we, you know, whatever, we don't want to like create something that's not there. So push your chin forward. That's a, that's another really good one. And I feel like I was going to say something else, but those are the top three. I mean, those are, those are great. Yeah. I mean, listen, if they want the rest, I'm going to tell them where they can go and get it. Okay. Everybody calm down. Those are amazing, amazing tips. So anybody who's listening, you guys are planning your shoot. You've got it here. Otherwise we're going to tell you where you can like go and find Carrie. However, for everyone who's listening, I'm super juicy announcement. So if you want this plus like really her getting in there with you physically and showing you some of the best ways to position your body for your brand shoots, Carrie is going to be joining us in Miami for the Momentum Personal Branding and Business Retreat this November. So you're going to get to meet her in person and she's going to come in and do a workshop with all of the amazing ladies in the room. I couldn't be more excited. And this is like a really retreat. I'm sorry. I've never been anywhere where anyone showed me any of these things. Like I read it in books and I just go on instinct a lot of the times, but like all these other different skill sets I learned just by like looking at your stuff. I was like, oh my gosh. I have so much to learn. I friggin' love this. So I would love it, Carrie, if you could just tell, tell the people how you're going to help the guests build real momentum once they leave the retreat. So now they work, they come into your workshop. They have all of this juice. It's like, well, how is that going to move them forward? So they can take these little tips and tricks. Obviously they can use them on set with a photo shoot. It's about body awareness. And just learning a little bit more about your own personal angles, because you can apply these to selfies that you have, because we all know, like, we use professional photos, obviously, and we want those to feel authentic and great. But when our feed is filled with like real time selfies and things like that, too, people love that as well. So it's kind of like learning your positions so you can look great in any photo op whenever they arise. And practice in the mirror is probably my biggest key. And honestly, that is one of my biggest tools when I do self-portraits, because even though I'm a pose expert, I still need to see it. So it's like, if I can see my body position, I know what I need to tweak. And that's all from practicing in the mirror. I love it. It's it is. And sometimes people might feel silly, but I'm like, this is actually how you get good at it. And this is it creates muscle memory, just like any other kind of thing. And I also want to kind of make the point that posing simply means the position of your body. It does not mean a held stiff position. Sometimes I feel like people think about posing like that. And when they come to me and they're like, oh, I don't want my photos to look posed. And I'm like, I'm going to coach you into the positions that are going to look great for you. And that's how we refer to posing. So I just kind of wanted to make that point as well. You know, sometimes I hear this from photographers who are lifestyle photographers. So they're like, oh, I I'm a candid photographer, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's great. But you still want to do some like natural direction for your clients just so they can be, you know, that their feet aren't twisted up in an awkward looking position or 
their hand placement isn't weird or something. It's just like you can do very natural looking photos that are still posed. <laughs> it's just like I totally agree. <laughs> There's nothing worse than like a claw hand on a face that aren't, isn't supposed to be there or like when the the whole pose looks good except for the feet. The feet are doing something completely bizarre. Yeah. And you can't cut a feet. You can't cut the feet off when you're doing a photo, guys. Like you can't later crop off feet. Like that's just I can't tell you how many. That's like my biggest pet peeve. When people crop off hands, or they crop off from the neck down or from there's no ankles. Anyways, those are another tips. <laughs> Don't be cropping in weird areas. Just learn how to hold your body, which is what Carrie is going to be showing at the retreat. I am so excited. So if you guys want that and more, you definitely, definitely need to be securing your ticket because they are selling out at the time of this recording. So who imagine? Maybe we'll be sold out by the time this even comes out and then it'll be too late. (laughs) That's too bad. Carrie, my last question to you is, what does building momentum mean to you? Oh, I love this question. Monique, give me the mo momentum. Sorry. I know you like to sing like makeup oh songs God. to your cats. I am and I like to make up songs. <laughs> I am I, I wish I was a rock star, like I said, like you said earlier, but I definitely <laughs> cannot sing, but that's okay. Building momentum is being in action. It literally is that simple. I think sometimes well all the time people get in their own way of being in action and building their own momentum because they let their brain shut it down by keeping them safe because they're scared to do the new scary thing they've never done before. I'm in the process of listening to the audiobook of Mel Robbins five second rule and her mm-hmm. whole thing is about yeah. five, four, three, two, one, go shut down yeah. your brain, like be in action before your brain can shut it down. So That is the biggest thing about building momentum is to make little steps every single day. And sometimes people are like, but I don't know what direction to take. It doesn't matter. Take a step in a direction because the path will present itself. Because if you find that you are starting in a way where you're like, oh, this doesn't feel right. All you have to do is pivot and take a step in another direction. All of this is going to lead you to where you need to go. And people are so scared about making the wrong decision up front. Guess what? We make wrong decisions all the time, every one of us. <laughs> and, but this is how we get to where we want to go. So that's how you build momentum, every, uh, little steps every single day. I love that. And I love it that you just said, like, take the action for your brain shuts it down and you won't know if you're in the right direction until you're already in the direction. That's it. So you heard it here first, people. Carrie, please tell everyone where they can connect with you. I know there's so many different places, but where would be the first place that you would love people to come and like, come say hi, come learn about my stuff? I am very active on Instagram and on Facebook. So it's at Carrie Roseman Studios. And I know you're going to drop my my name in there so people know how to spell it. And I love connecting with people in the DMs. People DM me all the time. I do have a private photographers group about posing. That one's called the Pose Masters and the posemasters.com is where my courses live. So, and carryrosman.com is my website. So, but I'm very active on social. That's probably the easiest way to get to me. Amazing. So that's what I would say. All right, guys. Well, make sure you go and show her some love. Go show this episode some love. Give it that five star. Give us a review and go follow Carrie over on all of her social platforms. And then if you really about, about, about it, then we're going to see you in Miami in November and you will get to go meet this beauty in person. So until next time, guys, keep building that brand over a business. 
If you enjoy this episode, then make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss the juice every single week. And if you thought this episode was super juicy, it would mean the world if you gave it a five-star rating and left a review over on iTunes so I could keep bringing the juice to more people who need it. And if you want to win some juicy swag, I want you to take a screenshot of this episode from wherever you're listening, then post it to your stories and tag me over on Instagram at Monique Brian underscore co. That's Brian with a Y and you will automatically be entered to win. Until next time, my lovelies, keep building that brand over a business and raising your juicy CEO status.